What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul, and today on the Low to High podcast, I'll be sitting down with the number one face-off specialist in Division I lacrosse, Mike Sisselberger. Before we get into the episode, I want to apologize for not putting out a show for a couple of weeks. I've been busy. I've been trying to focus on my own lacrosse season, but since school is over for me, I'll be focusing way more on the podcast. Now, back to Mike. Mike faced off at over 80% at the X this season for Lehigh, putting him in the conversation for the best single-season face-off percentage in college lacrosse history. Mike was Patriot League FOGO of the Year, First Team All-American, and countless more awards. Mike is an awesome guy. He loves his teammates, and he's a huge Fortnite player. With that said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and let's get right into it. The bulkiest guy in Division I lacrosse, Mike Sisselberger. Mike, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me. Super stoked. Of course, of course. How have you been dealing with uh, school, lacrosse, and COVID, all that just combined together this lacrosse season? How has that affected you? How have you been playing the season with it? You know, what's been your mentality through all that stuff? Yeah, it's definitely been tough uh, not being able to see the guys as much as I want to because I feel like that's a big part of, like, Division One lacrosse kind of having a brotherhood. But in the same right, I respect everyone's rules. So you, you do what you can and you hang out with them on game days, hang out with them in practice, and I think that's enough definitely for some of the guys at least uh, to see. But uh, it's been going well. I mean, Lehigh's doing very well, so can't complain about that. I guess we're doing something right with all these rules. But I don't know. Just keep it rolling. For sure, for sure. And you know, how have you been trying to keep a good mindset going into each game, like being communicating with your teammates and all that stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I just try to do the best that I can on the field and off the field, but our coaches do a really good job of communication as well. So talk to them about something. They relay the message. Um, our captains are really Matt Douglas, Teddy Leggett, Andrew Eichberger, are really good communicators to the whole team. Uh, we got this app. It's called Boxer. So that's how we get all our messages out. We can't see each other. Um, but yeah, everything it's been, I don't want to say a normal year, but it's been semi-normal with how everyone's handling it. So mm-hmm. normal that. to the extent of like what's going on. Yeah. Normal to like a normal, I guess, regular season. I got a question. I've never asked this before, but is anyone on Lehigh, like to like do a little bit of team bonding since you can't really be together. You guys are big on playing like Fortnite Dude, together. That is the greatest question I've ever been asked because I've played Fortnite every night for the last year and a half. And I hope my friends are watching this because I asked them to play every night in the group me. Nobody likes my message. Nobody acknowledges it. And honestly, I get like so many dubs and nobody seems to care. So to answer your question, some of them play Rocket League together. I don't know if you know what Rocket League is. Yeah, yeah I hate that game. Yeah, they're really into that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really like that. Fortnite takes major skill and I got it. So uh, I try to get people to play Fortnite, but usually it's just me. Do you, do you play Fortnite? I'm a huge Fortnite guy. I I'm, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset about this new season, this new, this new season update. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like it. There's nothing, nothing that's like from the original Fortnite. So, you know, I'll see, I'll see how much longer I last. I think we just became best friends. You're going to drop your gamer tag in the chat or I'm going to drop mine. I got you. I'll, go, I'll send a text over to you. Let's go. But so no one plays with you? No one plays with me. I play with my cousin, Eli. He's like 26. And like, I love him to death, but I want to play with my boys sometimes. But yeah, Fortnite. Nothing, nothing beats like a nice, you start at 10 o'clock, finish at 3 a.m. Uh, if yeah. my parents are listening to this, I, I pulled in all, like, so they found out, but I, uh, we were playing, it was like a Sunday night and we had school the next day, but like, since I'm, since I'm like a second semester senior, it didn't really matter. Like school, like school's not the biggest yeah. 
priority right now. So my friend texts me at like nine. He's like, yeah, let's play Fortnite for a little bit. And then like one after another, one friend came on, the next friend came on. I was getting ready for school. It was 7 a.m. I turned off my Xbox. That is actually the best story ever. I, I can't say I play that long, but um, a lot of my wrestling buddies play, so that's fun. But I definitely want to play with some guys on the team, so I hope they watch this and realize that I'm not the only one playing Fortnite all the time. I'll put a, uh, I'll make this a sound bite, and I'll put this, put this as like the main thing. I'll put it, I'll promote this on Twitter and Instagram to make sure that I'll tag Lee. I'll tag. Send me your buddies' Instagrams. I'll tag them and I'll I, put it in. There. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> And what about like, um, you know, how, how have you, like, how have you found like some of your success on the field this year after not really having a full year of college across so far? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question too. Um, so obviously the rules changed and I think I found out that in like June, whenever they announced it, June, July. And I was like, well, I definitely want to be the best player in college across, um, as many people do. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, trained so hard this summer because it's like a clean slate for everyone um like imagine if they made a new rule for like attackmen then probably a lot of attack would go practice like all this stuff so i was like you know what new rule why not be the best at it so i put in a lot of hours this season in the off season and uh got my numbers up in the weight room and it kind of paid off also the wrestling background i have is pretty uh similar to the new face off so you're literally just in the same stance as like wrestling but you're taking a face off so both things i know how to do and it all just worked out in the end, so I can't complain. And, you know, I think all face-off guys know this. We all have our groups of guys from, you know, the surrounding towns that we face off with. Who are your go-to guys that you go to a turf with on, like, a Saturday morning that you rep out a couple hours with and then you go get food with later? Dude, that's a great question. I have a couple guys like that, but shout-out John Bodner because he runs this thing called Philly Face-Off. It's only about an hour from me, so it's, like, all the best guys in Philly go down. Uh, James Riley, Nate Hammond. Uh, my friend Andrew Albertson, he lives like 15 minutes from me. He goes down. Luke Telego, he's at Syracuse right now. Um, there are literally so many talented people, and I feel bad because I'm forgetting names, but that's just some of them. Um, so that's a really good core group. Uh, Philly Face Off, check them out on Instagram or something. It's, it's dope. What's it like uh, like being in the offseason facing off with these guys almost every day and then and during the months of like February to, to April that you get to go face off with them in Division One lacrosse? How is that? Uh, what's that like just like be, going against like one of your good friends yeah I mean I ran into that in high school too like we all kind of practice in the same uh like facility like Philly face off but it's like fun in the same right but it's also like you don't want to lose because it's like you're, you're gonna, gonna go, hear it the next week that oh, you're yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go back to that practice and they're gonna just like absolutely be in your head rent free Mm-hmm. So that's kind of demoralizing. So that kind of drove me because I'm someone who just hates to lose. I'm sure nobody loves to lose, but I, I really hate it. So I mean, that's a big thing just going against them. And what about like in your transition from going knee down to standing up? It, what, what were some difficulties or some things that you thought were a little bit easier from uh, going from moto grip to neutral grip? Um, well, that's kind of funny. So definitely – one thing that changed was you're obviously standing up. So you're going to be in like a squat position the whole time. So I guess I didn't take leg day as seriously as I should have at the gym, but I definitely did when they, uh, when I started getting in that stance, cause I started like cramping up or like feeling really sore. So got my legs definitely bigger. Um, I guess, I don't know. Underhand is such a weird motion. Like I have my wrist really hurts a lot this season. So I tape it. I've never taped it. And right here. 
Yeah, like in this area, it's yeah, right here. The hair off, if you can see it, so I could tape it because I kept mm -hmm. taping it every day, and then it kept ripping the hair off. Um, but yeah, that that's a big thing. It, it actually really hurts my wrist, so I'm looking forward to the end of the season when I can finally feel my wrists again because um, it's just so awkward. Um, other than that, it was a really smooth transition because I feel like it kind of, I don't like I'm not bragging, but I feel like I'm a little more athletic than some people. Mm -hmm. and, um, it just worked out for good athletes because it's like a glorified ground ball. So you just yeah. get the ground ball basically. Hundred percent. And I don't know if this, like you found this found this in like how I how I was facing off that you had to rely on your left hand a little bit more yeah. than usual. Yeah. That, you know you were getting more. You got most of the power from the left hand instead of your because it's such a weird motion going like that with your right hand to yeah. go, to go down on a clamp and you know your left hand's the only thing that's really motor grip at the time at, at, at the point. So you really need to rely more on the left hand. Do you feel the same way? I feel the same way for sure. Um, I actually know some people that literally just hold the stick underhand and then clamp with their left hand. So they mm -hmm. kind of just use like an old school clamp with this one and that kind of drives this one too. I think it's a good strategy, but at the end of the day, that's like facing off with your hand all the way down. So you're not getting much power off it, but it works for some people. So I also heard like a lot of my friends when we were facing off that we always had like back problems afterwards because you know always like you never really have to deal with your your back's not really involved if you were doing like a, a knee down face off but sure certainly had to go work out your back I I had to go work out my back a little bit more uh, facing this way because you're always you know have your back bending down the entire time how do you how did you feel about that um I kind of run into the same back problem I've just had back problems for some reason faced <laughs> off since I was a kid. But I run into the same issues. Um, I don't know. I'm not really seeing a difference in back problems. I just have one general back problem. So that's, that's definitely tough. But I can totally see what you're saying there. And Mike, taking it back a little bit, like during quarantine, you know, when your season got shut down, what, did you have like a daily routine or schedule that you kind of kept to with others with school, uh, you know, just daily social stuff, talking to your friends, working out. What, what were you up to during quarantine? Yeah, during quarantine, um, I actually lived here for a couple of months because I was actually pretty, like, scared to spread it to anyone. And I was like, you know what, I'm already at school, um, paying the lease here, so might as well get the best of it. So me and my group of uh, friends here, they're actually all wrestlers. Um, we, just we just stood here at Lehigh and we had a good time, like hung out every day. Um, we bought a gym on Craigslist and uh, built it up, put in my buddy's gym. We called it the Piglet Gym. Um, and we just lifted there and then just everything we did during the day and then went to bed and then did it again. Was it, you, was it just you and the wrestling guys working out? What was it like working out with the wrestling guys? Yeah, that was, I think, what got me really big because those guys, they just lifted a lot of weight. And they don't really take no for an answer. So if you can't lift the weight, you got to figure it out. You got to lift it, you know. Um, and they're pretty intimidating if you don't know them. So, I mean, it, it, they definitely helped me out mentally and physically for toughness. Mm -hmm. And uh, something I'm always, like, interested in is, like, a college athlete's diet. How was your diet during quarantine? Did you stick to something really set, almost like a meal plan? Or were you kind of just, like, loosey-goosey, just, like, go with the flow, whatever whatever you were going to eat, you were going to eat? What, what were you – what was – how did you approach that? Yeah, um, I wish I could lie and say I ate something good, but we have a sandwich shop on near Lehigh. It's called The Goose. And they have the most wild sandwiches ever with, like, weird names. So – Every day I just went there and 
bought a sandwich, ate it, and then just lifted, drank my pre-workout, creatine, and everything. So I can't say I had the best diet, but they got sandwiches. It was like a steak, egg, and cheese with chipotle mayo. Um, so it definitely tasted good. Um, it was it was cool. I can't. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I probably should have done some things better, especially uh, mm-hmm. dietary wise. And how about lacrosse wise? How are you training to get ready for uh, the hopeful upcoming season? Yeah, no, that was actually I took pretty seriously because like like I said earlier, I mean the new rules. I wanted to be the best at that, so I went down to Philly Faceoff probably like three times a week and just faced off with them. Um, Jerry Ragonese worked out with him so, uh, with a, a Faceoff Academy. Um, so other than that, I mean nothing different than what I usually do, but I probably turned it up by like two times and just did mm-hmm. double work. And what do you think was one big thing you took out of the whole quarantine slash summer? Um, biggest thing would be to stay focused because I never really was focused in college, with, whether that was with schoolwork or lacrosse. I kind of just like came in as like the number one face-off group and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm already set. And I think that's like a horrible mentality um, to have. And if I could go back, I would change that. Um, stay focused and work harder. And I eventually, thankfully, figured it out. But that's the big thing I discovered during quarantine. So, did you figure out how to get a little bit more organized with your schoolwork? Yeah, I did actually. Um, I have a great advisor who I actually have a meeting with today. Her name is Joanne Ramage McDonald. And uh, she just helped me out big time. She's such a sweet lady. Um, and I mean, she just helped me get organized. Um, my mom got me all these color color coded folders. So, that's been my college experience. I mean, you're looking at my classroom right now. I'm just sitting on a couch. So I do that every day, but it's definitely been easier online because you don't got to go anywhere. So I think I'm a little more organized in that way. But when I when things pick up in the fall and we can go back to class, I think I'll be ready. When you got to Lehigh in September, was there a little bit of an eerie feeling with you that, you know, you're, you're back at college finally, but it wasn't the same? Um, it definitely felt like that when we couldn't practice as a full team um we could only do skill sessions of five people um so that was like that kind of hit me right away because we started practice like two days into getting back to school so i was like dang like is it going to be like this the whole year like only practice with five people which is nice because we only have three face-off guys so we literally just faced off all the time but i don't know man it was it was tough just to see that i mean thankfully some things have lightened up oh I don't want to say lightened up but since we get tested three times a week we're allowed to have more people together Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's a good that's good there and besides working on the new face-off rules did you improve any other aspect of your lacrosse game um yeah uh stick skills I think we have a wall ball test so I definitely started doing that because in quarantine there was like nothing to do so I was like I guess I'll go hit the wall reluctantly but it got fun after a while just kind of playing games with yourself uh seeing what times you can get for a wall wall test and i mean it, it was fun nonetheless and mm-hmm. played a little trash can lacrosse like you know what that is like yeah, yeah, yeah. three on three with a little trash can goal so that was really fun to that that was good and what about like being trying to prepare for a season that you didn't know was gonna ha- or didn't didn't really know what was gonna happen how, how like how is like how did that affect you like in your mindset? Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of tough because like everyone kept saying, oh, we're probably not going to play in the spring. And I'm like, guys, like, I don't really know what's going to happen. None of us do. But I, 
it looked pretty positive to me that we were gonna at least some games or league games and then they announced that we were gonna play league games and that's about it so when I heard that uh it was a switch that flipped because one of my goals uh for personal goals would be to be Patriot League face of guy of the year and um that was like a big thing for me so that kind of drove me to just like practice harder I guess mm-hmm. but yeah and hearing that you're going to have a schedule was that like a big sigh of relief for you knowing that you know all this work you put in during the offseason was going to pay off yeah it was a huge sigh of relief um it was awesome to hear and I think that it affected some people different ways because a lot of people thought we weren't going to play so that was like kind of tough for them because they just didn't take it seriously but now everybody's on board so and what was one thing coach Cassess was trying to preach to you guys through that like entire stretch from like the fall to the winter until you ultimately got your season. Yeah. Coach Cassis is like one of the best guys I know. So he just always preached a message of positivity. Um, so that was, that was really encouraging. Like, um, I don't know. He, even though we're sometimes no, we're not going to do something. He like kind of preaches it as we're gonna. So we work harder. Like, um, we didn't have a game, like I said, three weeks ago, we were going to play Syracuse and they canceled on us. But up until like that Monday, he's like, I'm trying to get you guys a game and you better be ready for a game. So we were still like grinding to get ready for the game, even though we, we know we, we didn't have one, but we treated it the same. Um, but yeah, he just, every day he always messaged us like, Hey, get this in today, get this in today. And it was just, it was just awesome to see like he cares so much. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And what was it like? Or let me let me rephrase that. What was one word to describe your feeling on game day against uh, NJIT? Uh, nervous, nervous for sure. That was my first college start. Um, so freshman year, I took a redshirt year. Last year, COVID canceled everything, so I didn't really get in the full swing of anything. And me and Connor went three and three. And then this year, just it was all up to me. It was either I do well or we're going to send a poll out there. And that's the most demoralizing thing, you know, as a face-off guy to get in your team to send a poll. Yeah. It's not, it's not, that's like, especially as a face-off guy, knowing that like, if you can't do your one job, it's, it, it can, it can get tough. Like if you can't like what your reason to be there is to win the face-offs and you can't really win the face-offs. Have you ever felt like, you know, I don't want to say useless, but like you didn't do your job. So you just have to stand there and, you know, kind of think about like what went wrong yeah I uh I felt like that a lot of times thankfully we've never sent a poll out um when I've played but I've definitely had bad games and that's just like the worst feeling ever because like I said I hate to lose and um it's like like you said it's a job and you can't do your job like that sucks it's just a horrible feeling and people, people this year seeing that you're having such a dominant year, you know, going 70, 70 plus percent at the face off X. It, do people like, do you want people to overlook like how, like how, like how you kind of struggled in the beginning, not like struggled, but like weren't like what the process was in order to get where you are today? Yeah. Um, I don't want people to overlook it, but I want people to know that's what kind of defined me and drive me to be where I am today. It was tough, like I said, coming in the number one recruit for my class. Went from hero to zero, like, really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it was tough, but in the same right, it made me tougher. And uh, I think that the big reason I stayed at Lehigh was Coach Cassis was so kind in that process because any other coach would probably take your scholarship away and tell you to get off their campus. 
Um, but Coach Cassis just stuck it out for me, and I'm here to stick it out for him so we can win a Patriot League or national championship. I like that. And yeah. what was it like uh, your second game day against uh, Loyola, and you're able to take down a top ten team? Uh, you know, what was the feeling in the locker room after that? Uh, one word to describe that would be electric. Honestly, we've never beaten Loyola. I think in program history, um, I think that's a statistic. But oh my goodness, I don't. I don't think anybody didn't have a smile on their face, let alone me. I was smiling the whole time. Like people thought I was weird because I was smiling in the shower. But <laughs> I, it was great. It was electric. What was the? Uh, what were some of the post game uh, songs that were going off in the locker room? Um, we found some new ones. Please tell Rosie. That's a good one. I don't know if you know it, but if you don't listen to it because it's it's pretty good um all i do is win that's a good one um i don't really remember we play like the same songs every day we have our kid john sadorsky on the ox he's a clown but we love him and what do you think's contributing so much to your team's success right now um i think the fact that we're like more of a brotherhood now honestly that's kind of a cliche answer but we're all really close in what we do we have no one that really hates anyone so Maybe on some teams, like upperclassmen and lowerclassmen don't get, or underclassmen don't get along, but it's it's been going really well. Who's like one guy in your team that contributes so much, like in the locker room, on on the practice field? That's not that doesn't really get as much credit as they deserve. Either it's in like the you know in the stats at the end of the game, or that like the 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 announcers don't don't really know about. Um, in the most respectful way, Connor Gaffney. He's kind of shaped me into the faceoff man that I am today. Um, just driving me in practice every day. And I wish that he had the moments to shine. But sadly, in the faceoff position, you can only play one guy. And we both know that both of us are here to play and start. So it's a, it's a battle every day. But I think he's the most underlooked player in Division One lacrosse, just the amount of sheer talent that he has. It's just tough that faceoffs, only one guy can go out there. Mm-hmm. And going into that Army game, uh, you know, Army loaded team. They were able to knock off Syracuse. What was your mindset going into that game? Or what was your team's mindset going into that game? Uh, the Army game, that was huge. I mean, we knew there was everything riding on it. We knew that one, if we didn't win and then we drop another game, we couldn't even be in the Patriot League championship. Um, and then another thing would be we wanted to host the Patriot League championship. So we had to beat them to do it. And uh, we knew that, uh, like I said, everything was riding on this game. And that week of practice was actually hell. So we just trained like army. I feel like, cause army is such a, like God bless army for what they're going to do for our country. Um, but they train like madmen definitely at their barracks or wherever it's called. Um, so we try to, we try to emulate that and uh, run. And uh, I don't know, just a lot of good stuff, but we knew that was important and we just did everything we could to win. And what was your mindset, your mindset going into that game and having such a, dominant display at the face-off X, you know, why, what contributed to your success that game? Uh, first off, thank you. That means a lot. Secondly, um, I don't know. I like to pray before every game. That's a big thing for me, big believer in God, but on the field, I definitely have two spectacular wings in Teddy Leggett and Christian McHugh. So they definitely helped me a lot because I think I had like 16 or something ground balls. So that's not me winning the face-off every time they the other 10 ground balls were them. So all credit to them. If they didn't pick those up, then it's a 50-50 face-off game right there. And that's that's a different swing of the game because it was a one-goal game. 10 extra possessions for Army, that's that's not a good recipe for uh, for a win. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the loyal, I must have assumed the loyal locker room was crazy. Uh, your locker room after the loyal game was crazy. What was it like after beating the army? Oh my God. That, that might've been the most crazy. Uh, well, Loyola was pretty crazy because we didn't know it was coming after. So we just enjoyed that win, but army, um, uh, just, we had a little huddle off to the field and you could just see like coach could see smiling and you love to see that. And then in the locker room, we go in and everybody's just enjoying themselves. We get like uh, chicken parm sandwiches uh, delivered to the locker room. So that was electric. Everybody's just eating their sandwich and their towel and just like enjoying it. It was a sick, it was just sick. Um, music was playing. Everybody was excited. We're like, it was, it was kind of reminded me of a normal year. So that was a big thing of excitement. It, is it a little bit weird that, you know, after a big win like that, you can't go see your friends afterwards, you know, hang out with them at night. So what do you, what do you try to do to like, you know, kind of keep the, keep the ball rolling of all that, like all the positive, you know, positive vibes happening. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we have pair pods. So like I said, we can only see like five people per. So I think one house and another house join together and we do that for like three different houses. Um, but the problem is, like I said, I love the wrestlers. So I'm not really going anywhere. Like I, they're not pair potting with my house because we can't interlock teams. Um, that It's exciting and all, but like I said, I, I usually just uh, play Fortnite on my own and uh, enjoy the win that way. So it's kind of fun. I don't know. It's it's not it's not it's not the it's not like the ideal way. No, not ideal for me. But as as long as everyone else is having fun, then I'm having fun. I like that. Good team. That's a good teammate answer. That's what that's uh that's what we that's what that's what we like to hear on the Little High podcast. We like uh we like hearing that. Yeah. And going into like these next stretch of games, you have you know I would say you know a solid chance of finishing out the season very strong. What are you looking towards uh, as some goals that you want to complete? And, you know, what are you looking forward to most for the rest of the season? Yeah, uh, some team goals would definitely might be to go undefeated in the Patriot League and host the Patriot League Championship, um, inevitably win the, the Patriot League Championship, and then uh, hopefully make it to the NCAA tournament by doing that and win a couple games and then see where we're at because I would love to play in the NCAA Championship being that it's in Philly. I mean, I'm a Philly guy, pretty close to Philly, didn't don't live there but I always train there for lacrosse so at the link that'd be really cool to play in the link and then um I guess some personal goals of mine would just be like I said face off guy of the year for a Patriot League would be really cool um first team all-american would be really cool but these are all general goals and uh, I'd rather see the team succeed than myself but it's nice to have dreams I guess and my final question for you Mike is that besides having those two big wins against Loyal and Army what has been your favorite part of the season um, that's a really good question. Honestly, winning is my favorite thing to do, but I don't know. In a time of hardship, it's nice to see how everyone came closer. So that's, that's pretty important to me. Um, I feel like I became really close with some people I weren't as close with. And that's like really fun because you always like to make friends and leave college with friends. So that's, that's good. That's one of my favorite things is like just gaining like a brotherhood with more people. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the Loto High podcast, especially when you're in season and you got the ball rolling right now for uh, keep crushing it and looking forward to what you see, what uh, looking forward to what you do for the rest of this 2021 season. Thank you so much, Rod. I really appreciate you having me. You better text me that gamer tag. Of course I got you. I got you. All right. Take care, man.